and welcome to Soderbergh 2828, the show where we talk about Steven Soderbergh movies or TV shows or whatever you want to call them. I'm Mike, and I'm joined, as always, by Marcelo. How's it going, Marcelo? It's going great, Mike. Happy to be back talking Soderbergh. Well, I say that, but I'm mostly happy. I'm mostly happy. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So Soderbergh doesn't have a new movie this week. He's got two other movies, which he's already shot that we haven't seen yet. But uh, he does have a new television special (laughs) called the 93rd Oscars. Yes. When was it announced that he was a producer? Was it back in December of uh, 2020, right? That that they made it official that Soderbergh was going to be producing the Oscars along with two other producers, right? Right, Mike. Yeah. It must have been somewhere around that time frame. Yeah. But uh, I mean, why are we here? Uh, let me let me just say, this was your idea, Mike, to do an episode. I'm pretty sure, right? And yeah, as, as soon as they said that he was producing, I was right. like, "This is going to be weird. We need to do it." And you kept on saying. Like, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I I mean, because we've talked about doing episodes on like um, shows he's produced, like Mm -hmm. the Girlfriend Experience show, and I forget what other Netflix show, like that the Western one. Um, You know, he's he's put his hand in, in, you know productions before not as a director not as an editor but just as like a producer executive producer and i initially thought well that's kind of where i'm going to put the oscars it's i'm sure he's not going to have that much of a hand in it he's it's going to be like his name's on it and there might be some quirkiness some silver quirkiness in it but I, i i didn't expect much having said that i was wrong i i should have been on board from the get-go i should have been but then it wasn't until about maybe a day or two before and then really not until it started airing that i was like yes of course we have to do an episode on this but yeah that's the origin of why we're here and you know why we're talking about the oscars now yeah i mean i get not wanting to do it because he didn't direct it but there was something else that we did where it's like this doesn't really count but we did an episode on it it was something after he had quote unquote retired and came back but I can't remember what it was. I mean, I I, th- I think we've covered all his directorial um, uh, projects. I think Mosaic mm-hmm. may be the one that's kind of like, but he directed that. I don't know. I, yeah, I Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he did Mosaic after he retired and yeah, we did that. Yeah. 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 Okay. But, but, yeah, but I think that this is the first of like one that he, we're talking about that he didn't direct. I think mm-hmm. that is... I think that's the case for this one. It's a special, okay. it's a special episode. You could call this a bonus episode, you know, yeah. not, you know, not, you know, uh, in, in the filmography, not in the official canon of Soderbergh, but I don't know, some would argue it is, you know, but he did not direct it from, no. you know, yeah, no, he no. Didn't. Um, so where do we begin? I, I, I want to talk about his interviews before it happened, you know, and at this point, um, I, I think I think the Oscars are like on Hulu now. From what I read, mm-hmm. like yeah, people can go back and rewatch them or watch them. You know, you can watch a you know three hour, you know, award show produced by Soderbergh. I think it's interesting enough to to watch on its own. I, I don't yeah. say you know that's I'm kind of letting it slip here. Like it's if I had the time, I would have rewatched the whole thing. You know, I probably would not have said that. Uh, at at any other award show or any other Oscars, you know, but I I could watch it again. Um, And let's talk about like what he said beforehand, like why, you know, this was, this is, this is going to be different from the other uh, Academy Awards, right? Like he, he shot it (laughs) in 24 frames a second, right? Which is, odd to do for an award show mm-hmm. um he mentioned in an interview beforehand it was going to be in like a widescreen aspect ratio um he said it was going to, it was going to be shot like a film um thus that one news article about how uh people oh, oh, quote unquote the actors who were going to be part of the oscar ceremony weren't going to be required to wear masks during 
filming, but then when they were, you know, when when they cut away from filming, when they were on commercial breaks, they would put the masks back on because it was technically a set that they were yeah. on during the ceremony. So he said all this, you know, beforehand, you know, and I, and still I was like, it's, it, you know, how, how, how different is it going to be? How about you, Mike? Like, did it turn out how you expected or did it turn out to be like something else completely? I guess I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I'm not surprised at how it turned out, but I am kind of surprised at some of the things that they did. And uh, while I had an idea of it in my mind and it didn't line up with that idea, it kind of lines up with the idea of that idea. (laughs) I think, you know, if if I had not known that it was going to be in widescreen in 24 frames a second, like he said that prior. Yeah, he did. And that's when I was like, oh, shit, it's going down. I know I did read it was going to be in widescreen, but I didn't expect to be... I didn't expect it to be like in 2.39 It, it turns screen. out uh, someone online did the math. And it was like 2.26 to 1. <laughs> kind of a made-up ratio, but whatever. Close enough. And and, and he's one for made-up ratios, you know. Yeah. Um, unsane. Go back and listen to our Unsane episode when we try to uh, unravel yeah. that aspect ratio. Um I I, I I didn't I, I really didn't expect it to be that wide actually. I kind of expected some bars, you know, kind of like the Netflix aspect ratio. Yeah. The you know, I forget what, what size that is. I think sure. it's just two to one. Two to one, yeah. But no, it was much much wider. Yes. Um I wanna ask you this. Like I we should talk about like our our backgrounds of like Oscar watching. Like how like do you watch the Oscars every year, Mike? Yeah, I do. I started when I was in high school. Um, I think that, well, I mean, you know, like I would turn it on occasionally. Like the first one that I remember turning on was like 92 or whatever. It was whatever year um, Jack Palance won for um, City Slickers because I remember (laughs) seeing his his one-handed push-up live. Uh. And, you know, I, I would always like have it on, but it's like I didn't go to see any movies, so it was all kind of meaningless to me. Uh-huh. And the first year where I sat there like invested in it was, um, well, 96, so for the 95 season with like Apollo 13, when Braveheart won. Uh, okay. And I remember sitting on the couch watching the, the E! pre-show, and my dad walks in and he's like... <laughs> why are you doing this? And I'm like, because it's fun, you know? And he's like, whatever. And he walked away disgusted and that was it. But, but after that, um, I would go over to my aunt's house. Uh, my aunt was a huge movie fan, really the only person in my family who was, and I would uh, watch it with my aunt and my cousin. And I did that for years, like probably like 97 through like 2003. Like I did that. And it was like kind of this big event for us, you know, just like it is for everyone else where it was our own little Oscar party. We'd get pizza or whatever and, you know, snacks and stuff. And we would watch the Oscars. And that was always a lot of fun. And and that's sort of like, you know, come back, I guess, in recent years where like now, like my family, you know, including my, my Aunt Rita, but all my my parents and everything. Well, my dad will still go upstairs and, and yeah. do his crossword puzzle instead. But you know, we'll get together and we'll watch the Oscars. Like this year was, you know, different, obviously because of all the stuff. Even though, come to think of it, everybody who would show up at my parents' place is vaccinated. So we, there's no reason for us not to do it. We didn't do it this year. <laughs> but 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 also, I mean, like one of the reasons I think was because I was like this year I need to pay attention. Like this year it needs to be like watching a movie. I can't just have like everyone being all snarky and stuff. Like I need to like actually sit and watch this thing. Um, so, so that's, that's pretty much my Oscar history. What about you? Yeah. Sort of similar in the beginning. Like, uh, my first one was in high school. No, not high school. It was middle school because I was in high school when this movie came out. One of my teachers uh, in middle school, was obsessed with Titanic mm. and she made it part of like the curriculum, you know, at one point. And I think an assignment was to watch the Oscars. Um, and I, that was the first Oscars I saw was the Titanic one. So 98, right. That, that, um, yeah. 
the year after. And uh, I was I was hooked uh, after that. I saw each one after that. I didn't. I haven't missed a single one. Oh, I, I lied. Like there, were the 2008 one or 2007 when the Departed one. I missed a big chunk of that, which was unfortunate because I wanted to see the whole thing. Um, but now, like I, I know awards are dumb. I keep saying that, and like I did go through a phase where I watched like almost every single award show. I watched the Emmys, watched the Golden Globes, I even mm-hmm. watched the Grammys. But now it's just now it's just the Oscars. Like that's the only one I care about, really. You know, yeah. and for me, it's just you know, it's. I, I I still it's like it's it's my sports like I don't watch sports I don't watch football or or, or basketball or baseball I, I I I watch the Oscars and I root for you know whatever good film is nominated that that's mm-hmm. part of it and also the history uh, I I find fascinating you know we're at the ninety third is it ninety third Oscars so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, hopefully I'll live to see the hundredth one that'll be interesting um, but no yeah it's <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, I, I, I can give you many reasons. I just had this conversation with a friend this past week. Like they don't care at all. Like they were just raised to be like psh, awards, Oscars, yeah. pet, you know, celebrities, you know, in a circle, you know, you know, doing what they do. Um, but no, I don't know. Like I, I've, I've, I've always been just, you know, here's Oscar night. I'm going to spend it, you know, uh, enjoying it for the most part. And yeah, and of course, because I was going to see this one, like I was going to miss this one because uh, there were a bunch of great movies uh, that were nominated, and Soderbergh was a producer, and it was going to be interesting. And of course, I tuned in live. Um, I don't think I paid it as much respect as you, Mike, considering you, <laughs> you 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 thought of it as a movie and you kept focus on it. I was just like on Twitter, like and just kind of goofing yeah. off. And, um, but, but I guess we should just talk about us watching it because um, you said okay. When you say you watched it like a movie, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I still had some lights on and stuff like that. But like, you know, the the 24 frame a second thing, I'm like, wow. You know, like this, that that really kind of like captured my my attention. Like so much so that like I, I turned it on. I, I don't have cable, but I've got like YouTube TV or whatever oh, they yeah, call yeah. it. And like I turned it on, and I'm like, Jesus, the picture quality is terrible here. Yeah. And I actually like hooked up. I got like one of those little like um, tuner boxes, you know, yeah. with like a antenna, you know. And I like hooked that up because I figured like this is going to look better and everything, and it actually looked about the same. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> screw that, you know. But I was like, I want this to be like as high quality as possible and everything, and. I was actively paying attention throughout all of it. I mean, I was on Twitter a little bit, you know, and some of the speeches, you know, I didn't really care about like that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, I I didn't, I wasn't like checking in and out. I wasn't, you know, like doing any of that stuff. I, I was pretty much just straight up watching it this time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I watched it like any other Oscars, you know, yeah. I was in and out, mostly paying attention, mostly focused on, you know, the big awards and, you know, but I will say this time around, like, and I guess we can start getting into how it was different, you know, more so, but like, I guess I focused more on the speeches this time versus mm-hmm. like when, like during, during other years, like I, I it, it's weird because yes, like one, one thing I didn't, I didn't expect, I don't think Soderbergh mentioned it or anybody mentioned it beforehand is like, there was going to be no speeches being played off. Like there wasn't, wasn't going to be any music. And initially, I'm like, that's odd, but I found it very engaging for the most part. Mm -hmm. So, like, I kind of listened more because on one hand, it's like, well... I was I I was expecting the music. For, I was yeah. like, are they ever going to put? Are they ever going to cut them off? <laughs> and then two, I just was fascinated with like, how long can this go? How long can this yeah. acceptance speech go? So, and I know people found that like, 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 like. I guess people say it was boring or just like, well, it's like why let them ramble? Like, yeah, but no, I don't know. I found that fascinating. So. When those speeches happened, for the most part, I was like kind of more engaged than I think I, I I had been in the past, which is interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that they were doing that. Like, I even like saw the counter at one point, and I, I didn't know that their policy was to not play people off. But, 
that's always like a very like watching the speeches is almost like stressful for me in general yeah yeah like especially if there's like two winners and it's like is the one guy gonna stop talking soon enough so that the other guy has a chance to say something you know like i find that to be a very stressful thing to watch yeah and 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 with this one like about an hour in when i realized oh they're never gonna cut anybody off i kind of felt more at ease like maybe that was the angle it's like let's just I th- and, and maybe even Soderbergh mentioned that too. One of the producers, they're like, let's make it more, not casual, but like more like a, I don't know, like less restrictive. Like, And, and I yeah. felt that. It was less restrictive for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, yes, it felt more like a movie. I mean, it was more loose than I think the past Oscars were. Yeah. Um, maybe to its detriment later on. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> um, how about this? That opening, oh, that's the first thing that happened, the opening. Yeah. That is when I realized, oh, we're in for something special. Like when, um, who was it? Was it? um, Regina King. Regina King. When Regina King, that, 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 was it a one -er? or like, was it just, yeah. yeah, Yeah, It was like her walking into Union Station. Um, Mm -hmm. That was, and like the, 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 the credits were rolling, like the starring all these celebrities. Yeah. That was amazing. And the music. Um, mm-hmm. which felt very, you know, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Uh, even like the, 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 the fonts, everything. So immediately I was like, this is the best award show I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was certainly impressed by that and I was like, oh man, this is so cool. At the same time, like, I think because of reading an interview or whatever, where, where Soderbergh said, like, we have an opening, which will, will make your knees buckle. <laughs> I was like, okay, what is he going to do? You know, this is going to be crazy. I I assumed it was going to be like really classy, but also like a mini movie that he directed. And it's like, we're going to have this person walk inside, (laughs) (laughs) which is fine, you know, but uh, I mean, it was a cool shot and everything, but... I was, I guess I was, it, you were expecting my, my, more. My knees didn't quite <laughs> buckle. <laughs> you I, know? For me, they didn't buckle. What I appreciated about it was just how very Soderbergh it felt, which was unexpected. Yeah. Like yeah. that kind of made my knees buckle. I was like, oh, like it's in widescreen, it's in 24, I'm watching it in motion, the music, the, the font, yeah. like, like the action. It, yeah, it, I was like, that, this is unexpected. This actually feels like somebody, you know, creative is behind it. Not to say like, I don't know, maybe that's what I'm saying. Like, Are you trying to say that Brett Ratner is not creative? <laughs> like every you award, made Rush Hour and Red Dragon. Every award show previous, including all the Oscars, like they, they didn't have like this like, like, I don't know, this this artsy feel to it. Because, yeah. like, by design, award shows are just, like, flat, you know, overly lit and just, just, I don't know. I, yeah, there's, I, there's a formula to them. There's a, yeah, there's a formula, which, like, now I'm realizing, like, why is that? Like, mm-hmm. like when did that start and why have they stuck to that forever? Um, like, like, maybe this is what was going through Soderbergh's mind like during the initial like pitch meeting it's like let's just not do that let's not do what, yeah. we, what we've done for the last like 90 years let's do something else let's 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 shoot it in a different way you know mm-hmm. and it was refreshing should we talk about when it started to lose that momentum or or or, or, or did it lose that momentum for you mike should, should we talk about that um I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily sure that it lost momentum. I I, I do feel like, like I appreciated how weird it was and everything, but certainly, like by the end of it, I was like, "Well, that was cool," but like, I don't want them to do that every year. You know? <laughs> like that's like, your that's your uh, statement at the end. That's your review, yeah. basically. It's cool, but let's not do that again. Yeah, I mean, like I. I Guess I prefer the traditional format, and I'm not. I'm not saying that you need to do the traditional format every year. If they came back, if Soderbergh came back and said, "Like, well, I'm going to do this again, but it's going to be completely different from what I did the last time," I'd be like, "Okay, let's do that then." Now, will that ever happen? 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the viewership was down 58%, which, you know, granted, I think was a lot. And I mean, this is, I mean, I don't know, as someone who, you know, works in the theatrical business, it was refreshing to hear people say, like, a lot of people say, like, I didn't tune in this year because, I mean, were there even movies? You know, I mean, even though like there were literally more movies eligible this year than there have been since like 1974 or something like that. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, to, to talk about, I guess this also kind of bleeds into my obsession with like Oscars, right? Like I Mm -hmm. made my own awards thing, you know, the talk from society awards. And I will say, I haven't talked about this publicly, but like, this year, the past one that just happened, you know, uh, covering you know two thousand, uh, you know, twenty twenty through like February twenty twenty one, I I replicated it, you know the, the Oscar guidelines, right? The lowest number of people voted this year than like any other year. I've done this eight years. The excitement, the number of ballots coming in, all time low. So. Yeah. And it's not only like uh, the Oscars. I saw a graph that said a lot of the award shows went down in ratings, like the Grammys, the Emmys. Like I just saw like the steep, you know, decline. I guess it's just I don't know us as a society. I guess we're we're we're, we're kind of barely making it, making it through, you know, with yeah. our, you know with uh, I don't know our our attention to media. You know, re awards. I guess I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, but I don't. I, I I was just as excited this year as I was like any other year. I guess because I'm me. You know, I'm I, I've been watching movies. You know, as consistently as like any other year. You yeah. know, not in theaters, but at home. So I was still yeah. excited. I mean, every year my wife and I go to the Best Picture Showcase where, you know, over the span of like two weekends, they show all the Oscar nominees and everything, um, except for Netflix, I guess, because whatever. And, um, (laughs) you know, this year, since there wasn't really that going on, we did that at home, you know? Yeah. And um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, and like I was thinking about this too, like for, for all the talk of like, well, there weren't a lot of movies this year or whatever. Like looking at my favorite movies from this year compared to my favorite movies from last year, like I think this was a better year for movies than last year. To be honest, uh, I I might uh, okay just just for comparison's sake, off the top of my head, like my favorite movie of last year of twenty twenty was Duff Five Bloods, which I think is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Spike Lee did another masterpiece, in my opinion. Um, then the, the the year previous, my number one was uh, One Cut of the Dead, which I think is like amazing. It's great, but is that a masterpiece? I still think it's an amazing movie, but is it on par with like a Spike Lee masterpiece? I don't think so. So that's that's my bar, I guess. Like it, yeah. it, it, in, in that way, yeah, maybe twenty twenty for me was also you know better. I mean, it's kind of the same way for me. I don't know. This year and last year had. My one and two are are similar in that um, I I am I love my number twos a lot more than my number ones, but I feel like my number ones are more important and better in some ways. Last year, my number two was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I've seen like ten times in the yeah. theater, and and my number one was Booksmart. And this year, my number two was Promising Young Woman, and my number one was Totally Under Control. But I do think that Totally Under Control and Promising Young Woman are both better than both Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Booksmart. See, now, you've got me curious because I looked back at what my number two was um, in 2019. It was Hustlers, which I think is amazing. I love Mm -hmm. that movie. But then my number two of 2020 was... American Utopia, which is another Spike Lee classic, which is like it's Always Spike Lee swept, huh? Yeah, Spike Lee swept the the one and two spot for me. Yeah. But I don't know, comparing two Spike Lee masterpieces with like One Cut of the Dead and Hustlers, like I love what One Cut of the Dead and Hustlers. They're great. I've seen multiple times. But I don't know, like like the one and two Spike Lee joints of last year. 
maybe maybe and maybe it's because i was living through 2020 they affected me more you know mm-hmm. the, the points that i saw them and the points that i connected with them like maybe those are more precious to me than like you know 2019's films who's to say but i don't know i i'm kind of with you too it's like yeah it, it uh as the kids say the movies just hit harder last yeah. year yeah but I well, and then and then okay, and then this will get, get us back into the Oscars. the The day of the Oscars, this is how excited it was for the Oscars. Like I watched the last Best Picture film I had to see. I crossed it off the list that Sunday afternoon before the Oscars. I watched The Father. I was just going to say, was it The Father? It was The Father <laughs> because yeah. that's the one that everyone saw. <laughs> And it, you know, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm going out to see movies again. And uh, Sunday afternoon, like I had nothing going on, and I saw that it was playing for five bucks at the Cinemark, and I'm like, deal. Like yeah. I'm there. I saw it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it greatly. Um, we'll talk about Anthony Hopkins' performance in a bit. Um, but yeah, like that's. I mean, I'm. I I, I did not want to let a year go by where I didn't see all of the movies, all the best yeah. picture films before you know, the ceremony. And this year, you know, by, by the, um, by the skin of my teeth, I did it. Yeah. I, the last time that I had not seen all of the, the nominees prior to the, the, the show was, uh, 1995. And honestly, like I saw the last one in 1995, like a year ago, I went to see Braveheart in the theater, which I hadn't seen. You hadn't seen Braveheart up until no. last year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's fine. Actually, it's kind of dumb, but whatever. Okay, <laughs> let's not talk about Braveheart. I, okay. I, do, I, I do love Braveheart, but we're all entitled to our opinions. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think the last time I, I missed one was um, extremely loud, incredibly close. What, what year was oh, that? Uh, I don't know, but two thousand and seven, like, something like that. Something like yeah, that. I think that was. The How last could one you miss me. extremely loud and incredibly close? No, the no. the the most critically bashed Oscar nominee of all time. <laughs> Maybe I'm that's why sure. I missed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard nothing but bad things, but okay. Here's what, here's what I want to talk about next. Okay. The order in which the awards were presented. Yeah. Okay. And this was to me where we're an hour in, I'm enjoying myself. And then lo and behold, uh, the best director, yeah, uh, award, which I was stunned. <laughs> I yeah. was like, "Is this happening?" Uh, 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 Bong John Ho was coming out, and I was like, "Why is he here?" It's like, is he is, is, is in, in a in a Dolby Cinema, by the way? Oh, in a Dolby Cinema. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. Oh, my beloved Dolby Cinema. Um, I I saw Godzilla versus Kong in Dolby Cinema. That was my first time back in a theater after so many months and. I, I was I was overjoyed, and I have my tickets next week. I'm I'm seeing Scott Pilgrim versus the World twice in Dolby on yeah. Sunday and Monday, so I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm going tomorrow night. I can't wait. It's gonna uh, be awesome. What are you watching? Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Tomorrow night? Oh, okay. Oh, it's Thursday. Yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm working, so I got to wait till Sunday. But yeah. anyway, last year's Best Director winner, you know, and multiple award winner, like you know, comes out, and I go. I thought initially they were going to do. That thing where, you know, in, in other ceremonies, they're like, oh, we're going to do like, we're going to focus on the on the best directors or best pictures, you know, throughout the night. Like, here's, you know, one of them talking now, and then later we'll talk to another one. But no, like, he just did his whole spiel about best directors and then presented the award. And I'm like, an hour in, best director, Soderbergh, yep. you're nuts. You're That's crazy. That's what he does. <laughs> hey, hey, haven't you seen the limey? <laughs> that. that by the end of the night, I tweeted something to the effect of like, if you if you all would have seen Skatopolis, you would not mm-hmm. be surprised. Like this yep. is, but yeah, like eh, that was like a turning point for some people. I think where they're like, what's going on? Like why? I thought it was great because it kind of levels out the playing field in terms of like importance. It's like let's let's just scramble it up. Let's let's put best director here an hour in, then two hours in best editing, which I found insane. It's like of course like Soderbergh would push push editing, you know, ahead of the night. So you, you know what I thought they did because like when they introduced they did screenplay first, right? Yeah. And when they introduced screenplay, they were like a movie starts with the, the script, and they're starting to go through all that, and I'm like. 
is he going to do it like in order of production, right? Like screenplay, then production design, then you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like whatever, whatever it is, like in the order, you know, and then ending with best picture. Like I thought that that's, but then I'm like, no, there's no way because then like directing would be second or whatever. Yeah. And, but I, in, in I, the end he, he did mix it all up. So. He did. He did mix it all up. I don't know exactly, you know, the, I don't see a, a, a purpose to it. You know, I, I, because like, like I said, I, I don't want to quick, I don't want to go through all of them, but like, yeah, screenplay, the um, original adapted went first. Then international feature film was third, which is like, I thought, I always thought that was like later in the night, right? Like kind of, yeah, that's in the yeah. middle. Yeah. I mean, I think they mix up the order in general, you know, I mean, they usually put the supporting actors like up front, right. To yeah. kind of grab people. But there was like one, there's one supporting uh, award for actor fourth and then makeup costume director seventh yeah. <laughs> this I, i'm reading off of draftkings.com right oh, there you go. um it says here under under best director this is early exclamation point <laughs> there you go. and then and then after that sound live action short uh then the animated shorts the, the documentary, visual effects, supporting actress, finally. Then project, production design, cinematography, editing. Oh, wait, that's crazy. Cinematography and editing were together. You know, oh my gosh. And then music, score, uh, song. Then the final three. Yeah. Uh, picture, actress, and actor. Yes. Um, do we want to talk about that? Do we want to talk about uh, the fact that Best Picture came uh, before a commercial break? No, uh, yeah, uh, before a commercial break, then they came back for the last two awards, which yeah. hasn't happened in decades. Yeah, it was a bold choice. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't have. I would not have even <laughs> been that bold. You know, I definitely would have put Picture last. But, um, I mean, clearly what they were doing, I mean, like, as soon as they had picture before the acting categories, I'm like, they're doing best actor last because yeah. it's going to be Chadwick uh. Boseman and everything. And, and in interviews, I don't, I don't know if it was like a network exec or producer or whatever. Someone was like, yeah, that is why we did it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think I read that too. One of the uh, network producers, I think said that. Yeah. And, oh God, it was such a gamble. Mm-hmm. Such a gamble. I don't yep. know where to put the blame. Like, do you think Soderbergh would have been that? Like, do you think it's Soderbergh who thought up of that the the rollout? Do you think that is where that came from? Do you think? I, I think it. I think it kind of was right. Yeah, I mean, no, right. no one else would have been that bold. Yeah, they've exactly. Never, yeah. They've never done that before. They were mixing up the format like crazy. So, so yeah, I think that was. Oh, now I should I should pull up the names of them um, because I, I just. So, so Jesse Collins, Stacy Shear, and Steven Soderbergh, the three producers, right? Yeah, and Stacy Shear was the producer on Contagion. Yes, so. yes, yeah. yes. And also Aaron Brockovich and like um, yeah. Hateful Eight, and mm-hmm. Jesse Collins, I think, produced the halftime uh, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl halftime show yeah. uh, this past year. So, I mean, and <laughs> I think I also read like they're they they haven't done this sort of thing before. All three of them, of course, Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. Uh, hasn't, um, but yeah, I can I can see Soderbergh being the guy in the room saying, "Let's do this." Yeah. And listen, if it's it's like betting everything on red, <laughs> it's like I'm gonna, yeah. uh, but it's I don't, I'm still like conflicted about it. I admire the attempt, but what it ended up doing was like showing just how like. I guess we're going to get real here. Like how the Academy continues to like kind of, it's hard to say because oh, let me, I, I want to get this out there. Like I think Hopkins is, des- is deserving of that award. The father yeah. is amazing. He is amazing in it. Like he gives like one of his best performances ever in it, which is crazy to say, um, you know, considering his long, you know, career, and I'm not upset that he won, you know, but in, in ending it that way, in showing, you know, that the expected winner, Bozeman, 
who not only gave like that career in in you know uh, 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 I'm so bad at this Ma Rainey's Black Bottom right like yeah. uh, he gave a performance in that that was amazing but also like in Duffy Bloods which I think he should have been nominated for like everybody expected him to win they did yeah. and then yeah. when Anthony Hopkins won you know for a movie that I don't think many people have seen you know who are not like obsessed with the Oscars like us mm-hmm. you know they're like what you know a white man wins again and yep. that light was shown on the Oscars once again that they had a chance to honor you know a a celebrated black man who did amazing work in this last year of life and they did not end up you know doing that they did, they did not honor his work so it's fucked up i guess is my point <laughs> The whole thing ended up being very anticlimactic. Anthony Hopkins wasn't there, which is is crazy because they, from what I read, like he wanted to do a Zoom in, yeah. you know, acceptance speech, but they wouldn't allow it because, for whatever reason, the producers were like, "We're not going to do. Uh, it's not going to be a Zoom award show like like the other award shows." Yeah, I mean Soderbergh. I I, I saw like there was something where they did like a I don't know luncheon or something where they were kind of like explaining to everyone how it was all going to go down and you know someone brought that up and and Soderbergh's response was something like we are going to do everything in our power to avoid zoom you know like I think he he just really was like this is tacky you know like we want it to be as professional and cool as we possibly can and if we're resorting to people talking on their computers it's going to just ruin the illusion but if 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 <laughs> maybe he should have allowed it for you know anthony hopkins of all people <laughs> allow maybe. him to do it yeah god it's it was such a it, it's for me it's comparable to like when the whole uh, la la land moonlight fiasco you yeah. know, like a few years ago it's it's on par with that for me like I was in shock. I it, it ended up so abruptly that I was like, yeah. "That's that's it." Okay, like, okay, yeah. Well, that was okay. Oh, it was fun. It was it fun. Was, yeah. I mean, here's another thing that they mixed mixed up a little bit, and I I can't figure out why. But they had Joaquin Phoenix give out Best Actor, and yeah. um, uh, I, I forget who won last year. Give out Best Actress. Uh oh, I'm I'm also stumped. Um yeah, but I mean, like, why would they do that? Why would they flip those? Because traditionally, it's always best actor from the previous year gives it out to best actress in case that actor is nominated again next year. You know? Yeah, it's that was a an interesting choice. I'm not exactly sure why, and also why decide to end the night with Joaquin Phoenix as a presenter, <laughs> <laughs> a, a a known anti-establishment actor <laughs> well maybe that's why <laughs> oh uh by the way renee's a R- renee zellweger oh there you go uh, there yeah, you go. yeah i saw that movie too uh, yeah. I, I, judy she was good in it um i saw that rumor that said um uh anthony hopkins co-star uh, uh, olivia coleman was supposed to um uh, say something um uh, it, for you know in, in place of anthony hopkins yeah but apparently that was not that's a long-standing policy that they they do not let people accept on other people's behalf unless you know the, there's a case where like the person has passed away you know yeah um but yeah i mean that's that's a long-standing policy i think ever since uh marlon brando had um someone speak for him and, and give like a you know, I forget what it was. I forget. I forget. He was making some sort of statement yeah. by, by boycotting the Oscars. And they were like, okay, enough of that. Yeah. 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 And, and like, um, along with that, they were saying it was like, um, uh, Phoenix's fault that it ended so abruptly. I don't know. Like there's all How this going around. Phoenix's fault? I don't know. <laughs> well, did he, did he vote for Anthony Hopkins? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I, I don't know. It, 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 it I think that, you know, says a lot about what happened at the end of the night. People were confused. People didn't know what the there hell happened. Nothing, there was nothing to do. 
you know? Yeah. It's like, let's just end the show here, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, they cut to Quest Love and he was like kind of stumbling over his words, like, hey, he's like, what a night, huh? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> go see my movie. Go see, <laughs> go see yeah, the movie I directed. Um, but yeah, it was, it was odd. I don't know. It's, I'm not as angry about it as like other people are. People were upset. People were like, how, how dare they take the spotlight away from Nomad Land? You know, Nomad Land should have, I, I do think it should have ended the night with Best Picture. It, yeah. It should have, but mm-hmm. I don't think it takes away from that win and, 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 and Chloe Zhao won. And I, th- I still think, I love, I, I love Nomad Land. I love that, that movie won and she won. So it's, uh, it's tough. To say that, I mean, I wouldn't say like it took the spotlight away, but it should have ended with best picture. It should have. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I think with a lot of the stuff in this in this thing, they were trying. I mean, it was very Soderbergh in the sense that like he had an idea, he tried it, maybe it didn't work. It was still interesting, but. And he he wasn't going to just do the safe thing because he knew that would work. I mean, like if if they wanted to make like the most successful Oscars in history or whatever, I mean, maybe he couldn't have done that given the circumstances, but he could have done the safest thing imaginable and made it like an amazing show, right? Yeah. But no, he was trying to do something different, something more breaks break out of that box and and you know maybe elevate it to something else and the end result was not super great but i think it shined a spotlight on a lot of things that maybe the oscars were doing wrong or or it could be done better I mean, why not? I mean, the whole 24 frames a second thing, I know we keep harping on this because it's weird and we're nerds, but like, it's, it's a dumb thing (laughs) that movies are 24 frames a second and TV, live TV, like, okay, I mean, seriously, this is something which I don't understand. I mean, it really speaks to the power of aesthetics, but like the idea that like a soap opera and a primetime show are shot with the same freaking camera. And yet soap operas are at 30 frames a second or whatever, 60, whatever it is. And primetime shows are at 24 frames a second because we expect soap operas to look like video and we expect primetime shows to look like film. And what, why? And why is one better than the other? I mean, mathematically speaking, soap operas look better than primetime shows, right? Live sports has to be 30 frames a second. Okay, why? Why do movies have to be 24 frames a second? It doesn't make any sense. And yet, that's sort of like the power of that aesthetic and and, and the way that our brains are like hardwired. And for him to say like, well, we're going to make this look like a movie. It's like, well, that's cool. Why not? Why not make it look like a movie? Yeah. I, I think that – no, I, I think if anything was going to be carried over to next year, they should just stick to making it look like a movie from now on. Also I, – I think so. Also, how far have we come that, you know, <laughs> like – if you if you wanted to watch Ocean's Eleven on on HBO, you know, twenty years ago or whatever it was, it would be cropped because yeah. God forbid there's black bars on the screen. And now it's so accepted that you can have an awards show in widescreen for no reason other than that it looks cool. Yeah. And people won't say shit about it. Is it is it isn't Clarice on CBS in widescreen? In that no, one? it's it's not. The commercials were. Oh, which says something right there. Oh, we want to promote this thing as like a movie. So we're going to put black bars on the top and bottom of the screen in the ads to convince people to watch it, even though when they actually watch it, it'll be full screen. But yeah, no, it's not. Uh, But there are lots of shows that are. I mean, 
Hell. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of like one on like broadcast TV, but like mostly they're like on Netflix and um um yeah yeah. I, I'm trying to think yeah like broadcast what what they're about. Of course, I like watch a lot of broadcast TV, but the the Star Treks, the yeah. Mind Mind Hunters, you know, all, all those shows are in like yeah Mandalorian, yeah. Mandalorian. Oh, that's right, Mandalorian. The yeah. Marvel shows. Oh, yeah. that's right, the Marvel shows too. Um. But yeah, I, it, it, I mean, if if anything, yeah, I can't imagine them, you know, doing that exact that exact same aesthetic again, which is disappointing. Like because I think they're just gonna go, they they kind of just gonna roll back to you know yeah. two years ago. Like let's just pretend that never happened. It's, yeah. it's kind of how I'm thinking now. It's like that's. That's just gonna, it, they're gonna have a host. I'm guessing next year, uh, after like four years of not not having, not having a host, they're just gonna go back to the safe zone and just you know scrap this whole like aesthetic, which is disappointing because like if anything, that was the thing that got me most excited. Yeah, was like look at that dynamic framework. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> like look at look at the lights on the tables. Like it it it, it almost felt like Sudberg was shooting it himself. Yeah. The cinematographer, you know, was you know sober. It felt like at point, but yeah, it it it, it, it was an experiment. That what's crazy is like this was like a Soderbergh experiment that a lot of people saw. Like more people <laughs> yes. saw this than like Bubble, which yep. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and and I shouldn't be surprised by anything because I mean, and you too, Mike, because we just went through you know all of Soderbergh's films, you know, mm-hmm. all, all thirty three of them. Uh, plus all you know his, his TV show, um, but yeah, it d- 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 again by the end of the night I'm like, well, you know, The Lion Me is 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 an amazing movie, so is Catopolis, and if anything, you know, you you all should be paying attention because yeah. he likes to mix things up. He likes to just, you know, this was never going to be like a safe Oscars, like you were saying before, Mike. It was never yeah. going to be safe. I say that, and I want to bring this up before we go. Glenn Close dancing to the butt. I don't. <laughs> I I liked that punchline, right? I liked where it landed, right? And apparently, her dancing was improvised. Although that the part where she was talking about the song was scripted. Yeah. But why even have that in the show? <laughs> it that whole segment. It felt very like it felt out of place in this Oscars, right? It felt. That felt like a very Jimmy, like Jimmy Kimmel sort of thing, or maybe, yeah. and then okay, I saw that. Maybe the end with Glenn Close, you know, doing that and 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 talking about you know dub, but maybe that was like intentional of like, oh, do you think this is going to be like a safe like, uh, let's talk to the audience sort of thing? Then it ends on that, which was like I didn't <laughs> expect at all. So maybe that was its purpose, but still, to have that in the show, and then like a minute later after that happened. Soderbergh himself tweets out that he's behind. Like you see, like the counter, like oh, like twenty five minutes over. What? I don't know. Yeah, that <laughs> they should have cut that out. They should have cut that out. Maybe they should have cut that out. But at the same time, I like I I did find that to be very entertaining. So. It was entertaining, but yeah. But, and then, but I mean, it too. Uh, I mean, I, I was talking to someone at work, uh, you know, after the thing, and and he's like, "This is the first time I've watched it all the way through, and it'll probably be the last." Uh, but I do have one question: Why did they have that thing in the middle where they were, you know, doing like a trivia game with music? And I'm like, I don't know, because it was funny, I, you know. <laughs> it, so it, I, I I want to take it as like a very meta take on you know filler in the yeah. award show maybe that was the case and then if we're talking questionable things like why speed through the in memoriam like because uh-huh. it felt pretty fast don't you think yeah maybe it was the music oh no it, it did feel fast uh, I, I was wondering if it's just because a lot of people died last year i don't know it's <laughs> just insane yeah <laughs> i mean I, you know i don't know if it was actually longer or shorter but certainly they were not staying as long on everyone yeah yeah, yeah. which was odd um and then the okay having the um uh, song, the best song uh, performances yeah. in the pre-show mm-hmm. was an odd choice. I understand why, right? To save time. Yeah. But I saw a lot of those like in the pre-show. I saw, I think I saw pretty much all the pre-show. Yeah. 
they were good. Like they were pre-taped. They were like in like these like interesting environments, and like. <sighs> I mean, I they know. they were good, but I I do have to say that in a normal Oscar ceremony, whenever they start singing. That's my cue. <laughs> okay. To go to the bathroom. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I'm kind of with you, but this year, like, they they made them more interesting, I think, than, than like, in, like uh, uh, any other year. Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, you're, normally you'd see them on stage. Yeah. Whatever. But for the, for the best song nominee from that Will Ferrell movie, I forget the name of that, like, by the end of that performance... Well, they were on a boat singing, and then by the end of performance, there are fireworks and like a big choir in the background. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is like 90 minutes before the show starts. Like, why yeah. is this happening now? Odd. Yeah. Odd. Odd. Um, oh, by the way, and like, yeah, the pre show uh, was produced by Soderbergh as well, right? Right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you, you could see him sitting around in the background just chilling. I missed it. I missed it. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I want to be there. I mean, that that actually looked cooler, like, than than the actual ceremony. Like, what are they talking about? Because I heard they were, like, rotating people out, like the party was still going on outside or whatever. Yeah. They were trying to rotate people out in order to, you know, whatever. But I'm like, geez, Soderbergh, I mean, he literally just, like, pulled up a chair and started talking to someone. And I'm like... What's that conversation like? <laughs> you know, what's he talking about? But he's like, it's like, just wait till the end of the show. Be in for a big surprise. Yeah. I, uh, somebody actually tweeted that before it happened. They were like, oh, the, there's going to be a big surprise. And then somebody else tweeted, oh, the best picture is not going to be last. And yeah. that was like an hour before it happened. I'm like, oh, wow, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, uh, I was trying to think of any more to say. Either positive or negative. I don't know. I think I think I hit it all. Did, do you have anything else, Mike? I think that's pretty much it. I mean, um, we we covered all the basics I, again. I, like I'm I'm glad that they did it. You know, it, it was it was yeah. exciting to see. You know, it's certainly one of the more memorable Oscars. I think. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, like if let's just say if i was at my parents watching it with my family and everything like that like it would have crashed and burned you, you know but yeah. watching it you know at home you know just me and my wife and my cat like i i found it to be fascinating yeah and, and the other thing that i'll say is <laughs> I guess it's just because of the nature of whatever, you know, my job, my personality or whatever. But so many people came up to me and said, what was that? And I don't know how to respond. I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what it was. I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, Anytime anybody asks you that. Just you should have copies of like the girlfriend experience, like on <laughs> just hand yep. that out to people. Like this will explain everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like now a few days uh, having sat with it, like and thinking about it a lot, especially today at work. I was like, well, it was interesting. Like I'm with you. It's like I'm I'm glad it happened, and i'm i'm sure he's Soderbergh is never gonna get that job again <laughs> yeah it's like a one and done sort of thing um you know but probably I, wouldn't I, want it either no nah, no nah. yeah. and, and and also i should say like this kind of caps off a, like a like a year of Soderbergh because mm-hmm. you know at the start of the pandemic like contagion came back you know in the in the zeitgeist and for obvious reasons and and then he became um, I don't know if he had like an official role in Hollywood, like you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like I want to say ambassador, right? Of like just just safety protocols, COVID safety protocols yeah. in production, right? Like, and then he got the Oscar gig and kind of felt like it was like his, you know, uh, what's like like rounding the corner of like, hey, you know, you had a great year, Soderbergh. You were influential, you know, with a movie that came out ten years ago. You know, you kind of, you know, you you. you I'm not going to say he saved Hollywood, but you know, he was he was a part of like trying to get things back to yeah. you know, quote unquote normal, right? <laughs> it then ends with this a very interesting experiment that. Is an experiment. Is you know, yep. 
some some would call it a failure. Some I wouldn't call it a failure, but it was it was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think it's a perfect end to the year of Soderbergh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and and if uh if anybody was gonna write a book about Soberg, I might write a book about Soberg. Like I would have to include this in a chapter. It's like gonna have to talk about like why he produced the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. It is because you know of Contagion and like him, you know, being a part of that uh, those safety protocols and like being an essential part of Hollywood in the last year. So yeah, um, there you go. And um, oh, you know, before we go, actually, before we go to the finale of the show i did have a poll on the talk from society account asking people because i want to know it's it's wednesday now it's been like three days since the the oscars i'm like i asked people what did you think of the of the of the ceremony and i i had like options um so coming in and (laughs) coming there's four options uh coming in uh in last place is overall good so 12 percent said it was good. Okay, uh, coming in at uh, you know third place, uh, a shrug, other, <laughs> and then coming in uh, second place, uh, not good at all. Thirty-two percent said not good, and then at the top, thirty-eight percent of people said somewhere in the middle. So there you go, somewhere okay. in the middle. All right, is a consensus of people who voted in the Talk from Society poll on Twitter. Sounds um, good. Uh, yeah, I, I kind saw, of I saw agree on, with that. On uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's at twenty three percent right now. The the ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know it was on Rotten Tomatoes. Which would make it one of the uh, lowest rated Soderbergh uh, films. So I was I was going to ask you, and I I only did this playfully, but like, where would you rank it in Soderbergh's filmography? <laughs> Um, it would be near the bottom. It probably wouldn't yeah. be the, the lowest, but it would be near the bottom. For me, yeah. and I think this is accurate, it's at least it was better than The Good German. Um, no, it, Good German is better. Good no, German is a good movie. Go watch like Good German. German. It's I better than like, the Oscars. Don't make me watch it again. <laughs> better than Nomadland. No, that's insane. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't oh, make them. I, it's true. Whatever. Um, watch it and judge for yourself. It's in a yeah. weird aspect ratio. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and, and and again, I just read this. Maybe it's not true. But yeah, I think it's on Hulu. You can watch it, yeah, uh, folks. You, you know, so yeah. Um, I, I guess that's it. I guess that's all I, well, I guess that's all I wanted to say about the Oscars. Oh, one last thing. Like, yeah, can I re- kind of... Re, uh, bringing this back up like in its in, in its weird way it did show a light of like the problems like the oscars still have i think you're also saying this right mike like you know with like cutting out some things and like doing you know and expanding on things kind of showed what the oscars you know do right and wrong most of the time in its own weird way so I I said next year I'm I'm thinking they're gonna go back to their safe space and like do it like they always do, but I hope there's some change. I hope they do keep some things. I hope they do like change things to the better. So and yeah. also not only the ceremony but the Oscar body itself, like it could still use a lot of change. So if yeah. anything, it did that in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. Well, Marcelo, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me over at talkfilmsociety.com, on Twitter at talkfilmsoc. Um, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety. Uh, have some new shows dropping there in the next few weeks. Um, and I have new shows coming out uh, this summer. Um, I'm going to allude to one. I'm doing with Mike and Diego. That's it. I'm just going to allude to it. That's all. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Uh, well, you can find me on uh, thenerdparty.com doing a show called Nerd Party News, where we talk about the news every week. Uh, oh, we talked okay. about the Oscars this week. And uh, you can also find me on my website, filmdamagepod.com, doing a show called Film Damage, where we talk about time travel uh, Star Trek and film projection. If you want an episode where we spend an hour talking about the two minute scene in the booth in uh, Fight Club and all of the inaccuracies and accuracies associated with that scene, 
head on over to filmdamagepod.com. We got that. There you go. All right. Well, I guess that's it for Soderbergh. 2828 episode 34 we will be back in the not too distant future with another Soderbergh movie which is already in the can now I, I know like we're ramping up towards the end but yeah. earlier you said he shot two movies already I only know of one like well, he, no, no sudden move right that's one no sudden move yeah and then he's got one which I, I thought he was still shooting but during the ceremony um, like the head of the academy or something like that was like well this is produced by steven soderbergh who shot two movies during the oscars um kimmy the, oh, okay. uh, the movie with uh zoe kravitz that's right okay yeah yes so, so i i'm gonna take a wild guess and say no sudden move will come out first yes. and then kimmy possibly at the end of the year maybe I, i'm gonna say no sudden move summer kimmy fall yeah, it's according to IMDb, Kimmy is still in production, so who knows? But yeah, yeah. He works fast, but hey, I think yeah. I think we'll be back soon. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Well, until then, um stay weird. <laughs> the balcony is closed. <laughs> 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 <laughs>